Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Sonner Ulfer podcast. This is your host, Dustin. I want to thank you all for uh, sticking with me and still viewing, even though I've been on a little bit of a long break. It's been probably close to four weeks since I put an episode out. Just to give everyone a little frame of mind, um, three weeks ago, my son was born. So me and my wife have been a little bit busy. I haven't exactly had the time to come down here and lay out a podcast and record it and figure out what I was going to do and everything. But now we're getting everything about settled. I wanted to come back to you guys. So now I just kind of want to jump right back into this because I love doing these podcasts and I'm glad I got a little bit more time now to do them again. More than likely, I'm going to go back to doing every week. Um, it might be a week or two I miss, just depending on how things go with the boy and everything. I might be up late with him one night, or he might be a little bit too fussy. I might not have time to come down here and do it. So I hope you guys understand and stick with me through that. Um, I do want to throw a big shout out to everyone. We're almost at 200 views across all my episodes. I think it was 198 the last time I looked at it. That's awesome. I also found out I have... A lot of listeners across Germany and Finland and Australia and all that. And that just, that blew my mind when I found that out. That's incredible to realize that 20% of my viewer base is in countries all across the world. So thank you guys for listening. I hope you guys enjoy what you hear. I hope to hear from you at some point or just hope that I'm giving you some information you can use. So we're going to jump in today with Havamal number 26. And it reads, the unwise man thinks to know all while he sits in a sheltered nook, but he knows not one thing what he shall answer if men shall put him to proof. Now this, the beginning of this speaks to me, the unwise man thinks all to know while he sits in a sheltered nook. That kind of gives me the idea of if you only focus on one thing all the time, you think you know everything about this. You know, let's take a tomato, for example. Let's say you spend your whole life researching and getting to know this tomatoes and how tomatoes grow. You think yourself the foremost expert on tomatoes. You know the exact soil they need to grow. You know exactly how they're going to grow, what they need to grow well, and then how to harvest them so that you can keep that plant coming back. But then it says, but he knows not one thing what he shall answer if men shall put him to proof. That last piece essentially tells me you may think you know everything about this, but if you look outside of your sheltered nook, you'll realize that the tomato is more than just a plant that grows from the ground. It can be used to make sauce, cut up in different ways to make on burger. It can be cooked and made into a stew, added to everything else that it can do. And then realize that there's health benefits to this tomato You've spent so long focusing on how to grow it and what it grows in that you never realized what else this could be a part of. So usually whenever I read or hear this stanza, it makes me think that I should go out and I should learn something else. Learn something new so that my shelter nook gets a little bigger and bigger every time. I don't ever think that I'm going to know everything or know any everything about anything. But I think it's important, and especially when I read stanzas like this, it kind of gives me that motivation to get out there and learn something else so that I, if anyone asks me about something, you know, maybe I do know. Maybe I don't. If I don't, you know, I'll say it, but 
I'll then go and figure out the answer to that question so that I do know now, at least from my frame of mind. But now with that, I'm going to get us to the meat and potatoes of tonight's topic, and that is going to be the midsummer bloat or the summer solstice. Um, I'm recording this on a Monday night, the 14th. So as the time of this recording, midsummer is just a few days away, at least for us in, in or on Sunday, June 20th this year. Also on Father's Day, but that's the day of the summer solstice. When the sky has the most sunlight throughout, it's got the longest day, and then following it is the shortest night. And typically, the date changes from year to year. It depends on the way that the calendar lies with the actual astrological calendar. Usually it's between June 20th and 22nd, but it's mostly always in that. And it's midsummer. Some people like to call it midsummer or midsummer. They're all the same. They all are the same celebration. And what we celebrate for this time is Balder. Usually the story of Balder. I'm sure a lot of you guys know the God of light that was impervious to everything except for mistletoe. Uh, well, Loki tricked his brother Hoder into finding mistletoe and putting it on the tip of his spear and using it to kill Balder without Hoder realizing what he was doing. Balder died. Hell wouldn't let him come back because Loki refused to cry for Balder's death and refused to grieve. So she refused to give him back to Asgard. So now why do we tend to celebrate Balder in this time? Midsummer around this time is usually when our ancestors were done planting their crops. Everything was put in the ground. They needed time to grow and wait to be harvested. So they would take this time to go out and explore, travel for trade. Some of them were even raided. You know, they did their typical Viking thing. And they, you know, would go out away from the farm and the homestead while some people stayed back to mend the crops and tend the cattle. But a lot would go out. And what happened when they went out and they did these things and they did this exploring? They would gain this sense of pride, these new stories to tell. Sometimes they would find new goods to come back and bring to the settlement. But it also brought a lot of danger. And so I like to think of Midsummer and why we celebrate Balder is like almost a reminder of the mortality that they would face at this time. Anytime they traveled out, you never knew if they were going to be attacked, if they were going to not survive a raid, if they were going to be met unfavorably as merchants, or if they would hit a bad storm while out at sea. And Balder was one of those stories that really tells you to remember and not get too arrogant and not think you're immune to danger and to keep in the back of your mind that this can, if this can happen to Balder, this can definitely happen to me. So now, how is Midsummer celebrated? Um, again, I get into this a lot with, with you guys, and I'll tell you all the time that what I tell you about these are just the ways that my kindred celebrates or other ways I've heard of this um, holiday being celebrated. And by no, this is by no means the end-all, be-all authority on how to celebrate. Like, you have to do this or it's not right. It's all whatever you guys want to, however you guys want to celebrate it, as well as how your kindred wants to celebrate it as a whole. Or if you guys want to do it on your own, again, it's however you want to do it. 
I'm going to give you some options that I researched or that uh, we do ourselves. One thing, um, I don't know if anyone saw the movie Midsommar. That pulls a lot of influence from some of the things we actually do. Like a Maypole is an actual way that people have celebrated May or, um, Midsommar. You know, have erected it in the yard in a piece of land, tied flowers and greenery to it, and they would typically dance around it, celebrating the flowers and the life of the earth at this time in the longest day of the year when we get the most sunlight, where everything's the most alive. There's you can always take sticks or branches or vines. Uh, I've seen people weave them into sun wheels which essentially looks like a cross with inside of a inside of a wheel, almost like a wheel with only four spokes. And a lot of times what people would do with that is it's a symbol of the sun and the eternal turning and the eternal cycle of nature. And they'll take that and they'll burn that to show almost like an effigy of the sun during their celebrations. One thing we like to do a lot is stay up all night. It's the shortest night of the year. And it was always said that if you can ride it out to the end of the night to when the sun comes up again, it's like Baldur's death during the day, the times that he was dead during the night, and then when the sun rises again, it is also symbolizes his rebirth that will eventually happen come Ragnarok to show that there's a cycle and you're always going to be going around and around and around. And even when it's dark, light is going to be coming again. And naturally, one of the best ways to celebrate a bloat is doing a sacrifice to Balder. You can even do a sacrifice to Suna, since it is a solstice based around the sun. She is the goddess of the sun. I have seen that. Most of the time, I always hear people talking about Balder at midsummer. But one of the biggest ways, have a nice feast. Lay out a plate of sacrifice. Pour some meat out. Do a full bloat. And then just dance, sing, share stories with everyone involved. This was a time when a lot of people like to tell stories and boast about their adventures. So feel free to do that as well. Get real into it. Tell the story. Make it known. Share your exploits with everyone else around you. Because remember, most of the time when you're celebrating this with people, it's with people you're really close to. Your kindreds, your families, your best friends, fellow Ossetru. Share the stories, listen to their stories, dance around, sing, share a few drinks, mostly have a great time and be respectful of everyone and nature around you. Um, I'll tell you guys how we do bloats. We do things a little, a little differently, not too much, but we make like a, not quite a party, but a big celebration out of it. So usually we'll get and we'll have a big feast. All the family members of whoever's coming is invited. We'll usually get a lot of food on the grill. Everyone will bring sides. We'll have some drinks going around. I've got meat that I make. And we'll usually have like three games every bloat. For Midsummer, I think we have Coob, which is an awesome long game. Uh, archery and axe throwing targets. That everyone who usually comes, one person will sponsor a prize for that contest. And we'll all get together and we'll all compete to do, see who can get the best in that game this year. And you win a cool prize. It's an awesome thing to do. 
And a lot of times I feel like it's something that our ancestors did when they were partying and celebrating was having these contests, these feats of strength or skill or wisdom, just to kind of mess around with each other and have fun. You know, everyone likes to get together when they're at a party and have competitions as such. People play beer pong or kings or different drinking games or everything else that's going on. We do the same thing. We just do it with things that are typically skills that we think we should know. You know, archery, axe throwing is always cool throwback to our ancestors. And Kub, I do believe, brings its origins from Scandinavian and Northern European games. I'm not entirely sure of that. I'd have to look into it, but I know it's real big over in like Sweden and Norway even now. So we'll have that. We'll give out the prizes and we'll always take some, a little bit of each piece of food and put it on a plate. And that's the first plate that's made. And we have that as the sacrificial plate or the God's plate. So on Sunday, that'll be Baldur's plate and we'll take it and we'll set it out by our fire pit with some mead until we're ready to get a fire going. It can sit there. Um, we always go down to do a bloat. Then I'll hollow the ground. We'll pour the meat out and we'll offer that to Balder and invite him to join us in that celebration that night to come with us, drink with us, eat with us, have fun, stop in and visit, get some time with us so we can build that frith with him and he can build that frith with us. And then usually after the ceremony, um, We'll excuse the ground, release any whites that got trapped in the sanctifying of the ground and the ceremony. And then from there on, we're getting close to dark usually then. Sometimes some people will leave then. But other than that, we'll have it staying up all night. Sometimes we'll set up tents in a yard so that people can crash there if they want to. Or they can go and lay down for a minute. But a lot of times we'll run around the yard. We'll go swimming in the pool. We'll share stories and talk with each other, have a few drinks, and try to make get each other to stay up till daylight. There's a couple times where you know we'll be like an hour from daybreak, and someone's sitting in their chair falling asleep because we're all tired and we're running low on energy. And it really shows a lot of teamwork then when we get to that point when everyone's trying to keep that one guy awake, or you're helping keep this guy awake while this guy's helping keep you awake. It really brings that that bond in and shows you that everyone wants you to see the light again and everyone wants you to do it with them, that we are truly a team. You know, it just seems silly at first, but when you actually look at it, is this is a, a, a bond of teamwork and fret that's being shown here and it's being exhibited so that you can see these guys don't want me to fail. They're doing everything they can to make sure that I succeed and I want to do everything I can to make them succeed. It's just a truly awesome feeling you always get around this time. Um, that's why Midsummer Frill is one of my favorite ho uh, favorite bloats, holidays, feasts, whatever you want to call them. I love it. You get a lot of good times with people. You end up getting a lot of good stories. And it's just a lot of fun. And you also get to celebrate Balder and remember him and pray for his return then when it comes around. Um, with that, I think I'm going to cut this down tonight. Got to make sure the little boy's all right upstairs. Um, 
But again, I always want to thank you guys for listening. I really appreciate seeing all these views pop in here and there. Um, if you guys ever want to give me a shout out, uh, I think Anchor has a way to do do it on this app. I also have my email, sonarulfer21 at gmail.com. Feel free to send me an email, ask me a question, make a comment, just strike up a conversation. I've got my phone with me most of the time. If I, you don't hear back from me within a day or two, just shoot me an email again. I do get really bad at responding to texts. Emails I'm usually a lot better at. Um, but for real, feel, feel free to reach out. Um, again, my name is Dustin. I really thank you guys for being patient with me during my break. I hope to be back here again next week. Uh, figure out a topic. I might be a little bit tired from staying up all Sunday night for midsummer, but I'm going to see if I can't get Monday another episode in. So if you guys have something you want to hear about, again, shoot me an email, send me a message. Love to hear from you guys. I want to thank you all for listening again. I really appreciate it. Uh, I feel so proud that this uh, podcast has done as well as it has. I'm not looking to, you know, become internet sensation, but just knowing that there's some people listening, I really enjoy that. Uh, and I'd like to listen to you guys as well. So I want to wish you all hail and skull and have yourselves a wonderful night. And I, if I don't talk to you before then, have a wonderful midsummer. Thank you guys. Have a good night.